needs according to his riches and glory. But the reason he said that is because they partnered with him. Y'all got that? Say partnership. Somebody that helps other people like us, they go, and maybe you can't go, but you partner with us. But you know what? Now, my God is going to supply your needs according to His riches and glory. Ain't it good? It ain't according to ours. It's according to His. Amen. Come on. And so, you know what? We don't take it lightly what people do hook up with us. And, man, we love this church and Ronnie and Missy and all everybody. It's just been a blessing for years for us to be able to come. Because you know what? We found out a long time ago we can't, we can't do it by ourselves. Last year, we, we were, God had blessed us with $1.5 million. Can you imagine? Listen, we started out in a classroom. Oh, my God. It wasn't big. It wasn't like a, a master bathroom, really. It wasn't nothing to it. And we had three people in there working, me, Mama, and her mother. And it was so small back then, her Mama would actually handwrite all the letters that we sent out to our supporters, all both of them. <laughs> and so, but you know what? Because God is in it. You know, I told, I told Mama, I said, well, we can't, we can't do this. I mean, my God, this, I don't even, listen, I don't even make enough money to pay one month's worth of, uh, Outgo for the mission, so I told Mama, "Ain't no pressure on me." It was all God. I never even thought I was going to do this anyhow. So you know, I'm good to go. I don't let Him do it. This is your deal. You pay for it. But you know what? Guess what? He's been faithful. He has been faithful. And just like people like you that help, you say, "Well, ten dollars a month ain't, ain't ain't a lot." It is a lot in a child's life. Ten dollars goes a long ways when you when you bless those children. And so we're just here to be a blessing. Mama's got a good word for you guys. And Are you going to do this? Okay. And now, without any further ado, the boss, the CEO, the founder, my boss, and director. Here she is, Karen. My wild man husband, right? Yeah, listen, thank you all for everybody coming in this morning buying T-shirts and sweatshirts. This is a good way that we help fund our, our feeding programs. But I was going to let you know today, y'all have been helping us, and I'm going to let you know about this today, too. We've been taking what you've been giving to us. We've been building a brand-new facility in Acuna, Mexico, where several of you are going to get to go this time with Ronnie and Missy. I'm so happy. I think there's like six of them more going. So I'm excited about that. Who's going? Yeah, and there's Ronnie in the back and... Art. Come on, girl. So look how many it's increasing for to go with us. And we're leaving on Monday. And you know what? Y'all have been helping us. We have built a senior citizen facility. Uh, we used to have this, um, we used to have this, uh, place that we used. It was like a makeshift type home that we, uh, rented and used. And we would feed the seniors, and we would do Bible lessons with them and do activities and give them food and things to take home. Well, they sold that. So we decided to buy our own property, and we built our own facility. That way it belongs to us. We're not wasting money renting. And uh, so we're going to show you some pictures of that in a few minutes. So today, anything that we receive with the T-shirts for the $5, and also we have sweatshirts that are $10, we... Y'all have already bought a bunch of them. So uh, any of y'all that do that, and then whatever they receive in the offering, we're going to take 100% of that and give to this new project in Acuna, Mexico. And I'm going to show you a picture of it in just a few minutes. The, one of the few things we got left to do, the facility is finished with your help. And we've got the bathrooms in. It's a pretty large, like a 2,000 square feet. So the seniors are going to get to come, and we're going to feed them a hot meal. And we're going to do activities. We're going to teach them the Word of God, which is the most important thing. And just let them be able to come out of their homes. That way they're not staying inside of a home being depressed. A lot of older people are in their homes lonely. And we want them to come together, even mothers. We want them to come outside their homes when the children are in school. And then the afternoons, we're going to be able to use this facility for another after-school program. In Acuna, Mexico, we have after-schools. And this will be our fifth one. We already have four so this will be number five that we're going to be able to do in this same facility. And we'll be able to bring the children in in the afternoons. And we'll be able to feed them and teach them the Word of God and 
all that great stuff. Amen? And you're a part of that. But one of the things we got left in that facility, we got to put this, the floors down. We got the cement laid and the walls are up so we can use it. But we want it to look nice. We want it to look finished. Um, a lot of times in the countries, a lot of people don't end up finishing the buildings. They'll get on makeshift. But you know what? God don't want something half done. He wants it completed. Amen? Thank God when they built the ark, they completed it. Amen? That would have been a mess. Yeah, if they'd left all the, the right stuff out, that'd have been down the water with everybody else. So we want this place to look top notch and number one for the kingdom. And so we have about $2,000 we're going to raise to put the floors down. And that building is going to be absolutely beautiful, which I'm going to show you in just a minute. And also I'm going to show you one of our trips that Ronnie and Missy and Em and Art was with us. And that way you can see some of the fun stuff that we do. So if you ever make a decision to go, you'll know that we'll take good care of you. And listen, let me go ahead and settle this. There are parts of Mexico that are dangerous. We know that. But there's parts of the United States that are dangerous. Amen? Listen, we had a buddy down there that the wife was real afraid, so they wouldn't take their good truck into Mexico. Well, you know what? We sang it this morning. We raise a hallelujah, and it takes away our fear. Amen? Well, listen, they were so fearful about their truck being stolen down there that nothing ever happened. But when they drove to San Antonio, you know what happened? Somebody stole the truck and destroyed it. So sometimes the things we greatly fear, that's what Job says, you know, can come on us. So there's no need to walk in fear. We tell people all the time, the angels do not stop at the Del Rio border. They don't just occupy the United States. They are encamped round about us to keep us, and they take us safely everywhere. Now, we use wisdom. This group is almost 50 people. This is one of the largest teams we have taken to Mexico since 1992. Back then, we took a group of teenagers, which we tell people all the time, you don't take 50 teenagers anywhere. But we did it for two weeks. So this group is going, we got some Karis Bible students with Andrew Womack's ministry. We got y'all's church. We have another church from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which is right there beside us in Charlotte, North Carolina. And so we're excited about everybody coming together to do the work of the ministry. But real quickly before I show you the videos of Mexico, because that's where we're going we just got home a few weeks ago from Nicaragua. Y'all know we always share about Nicaragua. That's one of our major countries that we work in, that we love with all of our heart. God called us to that nation in 1994. We've been in Acuna since 1992. So you know what? We're just so thrilled about what God is doing in Nicaragua. There we're raising up Christian schools, which many of y'all know about because you help us. And in those schools, we go from preschool until they graduate as seniors. And we just had our graduating class in November, had the biggest one. It was 76 graduates. And these kids are going to go on to universities. Some will go on to work jobs or whatever. Some will become ministers. We've had quite a few that's become uh, missionaries. And that's what we're thrilled about. We want these children. That's why we have these programs with the children. Just like Poncho's in there with your children. We take these, we take Poncho to these countries. He travels everywhere with us. Uh, he works for the ministry full-time. And we train these children in the Word of God. So when they grow older and as they grow up, even the little ones know the Word of God. And they can train their own people in the Word of God. Because yes. what would happen one day if the countries were closed? You know, there's been threats, oh, we're going to close the Mexico border. And you know what? If it happens, it happens. I pray it don't. But because we're raising up people inside that know the Word of God, not religion, but the Word of God, yes. They're going to be able to set their own people free. It's not because it's not, listen, it's not American religion. You know what? Christianity is for all races. Aren't you happy about that? You know, in Charlotte, North Carolina, we have a great church. Our church is about 70% black folks. And we love it. Man, our church is just wild. They hoop and holler and run, and we just love it. And, man, I tell you, it's so good to see different cultures. We don't have to all be the same. You know, aren't you glad me and my husband have mullets? You know what? We're still rocking the 70s and 80s, but everybody don't have to be like us. But in Nicaragua, you have to be special to do that. Hey, we're bringing them back. And y'all just remember, us two were faithful. And y'all be saying, hey, 
Barry and Karen, they knew it. So anyway, with our schools in Nicaragua, these children are really being trained in the Word of God. We have over 1,500 students in our schools, and we have about another 1,000 in our feeding programs. So it's a lot of children in Nicaragua, and we're building a brand-new facility that y'all have also been helping us, and it's in a city called San Francisco, Nicaragua. And we are out there in a very rural area that nobody goes. Uh, they told us missionaries haven't been out there in years and years and years. And we chose to go out there, and we have bought us about an acre and a half of land. We started building the facility. We already got the walls around it for protection. We already got the, the facility built to do the feeding program in. We got the well already in, the septic tanks, the bathrooms. So right now we've already started feeding programs and teaching the people the Word of God. That's the most important thing. So now we're going to start building classrooms uh, this coming year that we can start having the Christian school out there, hopefully within the next year or two. So y'all pray about that. And listen, the way that we do that, which many of you already know, which my husband said the $10 a month is changing these children's lives. And by $10 a month, that's only 33 cents a day. Listen to me. You can't buy a bottle of water. You can't buy a pack of crackers. No more anything with 33 cents. But for 33 cents, you can sponsor a child with us. And that child will be educated. They'll be fed a hot meal. And the most important thing is they will be taught about God's unconditional love. We train these children in our schools. We want them to know the Word of God above everything. Because, you know, they can get an education in a public school. But they most likely won't hear about the love of Jesus in a public school. And we lay hands on them. We pray together. We teach them to pray for the peace of Jerusalem every day. These children are really being taught about God's love. So please, you can't, you know what, what cheaper baby can you get than 33 cents, right? You can't even feed your own for 33 cents. And you know what, you can put this on your refrigerator and pray for them. And I promise you, it will change their lives forever and ever. Amen. Pastor Kim, she's with the children, isn't she? Yeah. We had a birthday card for her, so we'll get her. We'll get her. We'll get her at the end. Yeah, yeah. Would y'all tell on him if, if that was the case? Hey, let me show you these videos, and I got something I want to share with you. But listen, come out at the table at the end, pick you up a baby, and buy you a sweatshirt or a t-shirt for five or ten dollars, and help us. And you'll help us finish this program that you're gonna see. In Acuna, Mexico, okay? I'm not sure which video is first. Do y'all know? Poncho did this for me. Whichever one you pop on, be good. That'll be good. Since that picture was taken, too, they've already done all the windows and doors. All that stuff's already in. So we haven't been down there since June to see everything. They've just been sending us pictures. But that has already been finished. So you can see also how many people are already coming. There's a great community out there that needs Jesus. And you know what? Because of y'all... And everything you're doing, we're going to be God's hands and feet out there in that community, okay? Okay, let's see the next one, too, while we're at that. It's life-changing not just for the people, but for us also. Yeah. Amen? I think so. It's changed our lives forever. Y'all, y'all know our testimony, many of you, that we started. We went to Africa in 1990. So it's been 30 years now of ministry for us in other countries. We went there just to visit our pastor that we had helped for probably 10 years in Africa and Nigeria. And we just wanted to go see the work and be a part of it. And that was the day that God called us to the nations. I remember hearing his voice. And, you know, I didn't want to leave my job. Derry was already working at our church as associate pastor. And um, I, I was happy doing my job. I was in the field of recreation. I love sports. And I was so happy. But when I heard the voice of the Lord, I was willing to leave it all and and go do the ministry for the Lord. And man, it has been a blessing. Now those first few years, like Derry said, it was lean and tough. Our church did so many fundraisers. Had it not been for our home church, we'd have never made it. I mean, God used our home church, and they still are so faithful to help us. But we were doing sometimes two and three fundraisers a week. Like the yard sales y'all going to be doing for your youth, we did that every Saturday. Six and seven months out of a year. Now I don't even like a yard sale. It's like, ugh. We washed cars. Oh, my heavens. We washed so many cars. We became professionals and sold chicken dinners. My husband used to own a restaurant before I met him, and so he's a great cook. And so you know what? We sold 
so much food, but that's how we funded our missions. And then the church took up offerings and offerings. And then, of course, you know, Andrew Womack helped us when he came to Charlotte. And then about 13 years ago, he invited us to travel with him to all the Gospel Truth seminars, and our lives changed forever. I mean, that's when we went from a few hundred to thousands meeting y'all. I mean, God just changed our whole life. We went from a few thousand dollars, like Derry said, to over a million. And it takes every dime of that now. Just our ministry in Nicaragua alone is close to a million. So God is so faithful. Like he said, we can't do that. I mean, we wouldn't make that much money probably in our lifetime. But God is faithful through people, through organizations that help us, through churches. You know, with Andrew Womack's ministry, God is just so faithful and I tell you, we can't thank y'all enough, Pastor. We cannot thank y'all enough. Uh, the churches of this size are usually 150 to 200 people are the most faithful. You would think churches of 1,000 people or more, but it's not truth. It's the ones that they know that you have to be committed. It takes a commitment to a local church. It takes a commitment to a ministry to make it successful. And it's because of y'all, I'm telling you, that we're able to do this. So thank y'all. Appreciate everything you're doing for us. Listen, I want to share just a few words with you, something that uh, my pastors had me share at our church the last uh, few weeks. I did it about three or four years ago at our church for like almost a year. We did it on Wednesday nights. Derry and I talked together. And um, we, we, we did this because we knew that it would help the people. We didn't do this right here to help so much uh, ourselves or the church. We did this because we want to see people's lives changed. And I'm going to tell you what it's dealing with. And um, I tell you what, I felt during worship that for the sister that they were talking about with your son, I just felt in my spirit, you know what, weeping can last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But the scriptures and the word that Pastor Kim spoke, that is life. And that's going to be remembered throughout the months and years to come. That it, it takes time, and sometimes things like that we don't never actually get over or heal, but we learn how to operate in life and walk out our joy in the Lord. Amen. Amen. I had a situation in my, in my life that I, for years I couldn't understand, and I had a minister minister to me, and he said, Karen, you know in Deuteronomy it says that the secret things belong to God. See, we as faith people, we try to figure everything out. We think it's all, you know, black and white and... We believe God's word and things ain't supposed to happen like this. Well, I wish that was truth. But like Ronnie and all of us were talking about in the van yesterday, we live in a fallen world. Yeah. That this world is just so evil. There's so much going on. that so much craziness that things happen. You know, people get sick that should not get sick. Uh, people die that should not die. You know, we, I don't understand everything, but I know the secret things belong to the Lord. And if we just trust his word and know that the song we sing this morning, that he never changes, that our lives will change. We'll have up and ups and downs. We'll have storms. Things will hit our lives that we don't understand. But if we trust him no matter what, and we just keep declaring myself, God, I might be walking through this, but I know that your joy always comes in the morning, that that season in my life don't last forever. Do you all agree? So you know what? I agree with the pastor that, the hurt and the loss will never leave you. But the days of joy and, and knowing that one day we're going to all be together, what a great, can you imagine that day? You know, we, we talk about going to be with him, we act like it's a dread, but man, heaven's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. You know, right now I want to finish my work on the earth, but man, then I'm ready to go be with the Lord. When that day comes, I'm ready. The Lord spoke to my heart about something for the year 2020. But I'm telling you, this is something that I'm going to share with you, but you can use this in any aspect of your life. If what I'm going to share with you, you're already walking in victory, I promise you there's other areas in life that we're not walking in victory. I know that for a fact from my life. And the Lord gave me this word for 2020, and it says, we're one revelation away from a miracle in your life. You are one revelation away from a miracle in your life. And I'm going to deal with the area of finances today. Now, you might be one area of revelation in your life away from healing in your life. You need that one revelation that would bring healing. 
You might be going through depression. You might say, you know what, God, I need that one revelation that will come alive inside of me that will set me free in that area. You know what? We were making a joke about Poncho up here. Todd started a weight loss program uh, around October, November. Um, Todd's my nephew. And so I've seen him over the years get bigger and bigger. We have too. And um, he said he made a decision. I'm going to be healthy. I'm tired of carrying this much weight around. So he got busy about that many months ago, and he's lost 70 pounds, which is amazing. Well, about 13 years ago, I well, 26 years ago, I had contracted an autoimmune disease. I was very athletic. I, I wasn't really big. I was a normal-sized lady. But after this sickness hit me, all of a sudden I started gaining weight. The medications they put me on for the autoimmune thing, it really kicked my, you know, where. So I started seeing myself gain a lot of weight. I couldn't play sports and stuff any longer. And before I knew it, I had gained quite a bit of weight. So about 13 years ago, I went to Weight Watchers, and I lost 60 pounds. Well, of course, and that was awesome. I kept it off for years. Little by little, these last few years, about 35 pounds or more has creeped back on me. So every morning, I'm giving you this illustration because it's going to deal with finances. Because this scripture here This word can help you in any aspect of your life because we're only one revelation away from victory. Amen? Because the word of God has everything we have need of. So I begin to tell myself every morning I woke up, Karen, you have self-control. You have self-control because the fruit of the Spirit is on the inside of us. All nine of those fruit live on the inside of you. The Scripture says so. You know, just because some days I'm not walking in love don't mean it's not on the inside of me. But self-control, I have it because the Lord says so. But when I would get up and look at myself, I didn't think so. So every morning I kept telling myself when I was in the shower, I was praying, God, I have self-control. And I said, Lord, you got to help me. Help me to be a desire. And I'm telling you, three and a half weeks ago, I woke up with this overwhelming desire to have control over my weight again, my eating habits. And you know what? I praise the Lord. It has been like the best three and a half weeks. I haven't dreaded it. I've been very mindful of what I'm eating. I've lost 14 pounds in 25 days. You know what? My husband, I mean, he kept his weight off great. I mean, he, you know, he had a little belly, but instead of my big belly, had dad bod. But you know what? He's been fighting with some issues with sugar. Do you know his sugar has dropped 40 points? We got us a little stationary bicycle. We've been riding that thing every morning. and Or after, I do afternoons. He does mornings. But you know what? We have seen a change in less than one month. And it's not waking up every day saying, oh, Lord, what a drudger i got to face this day. It's because we took the Word of God. It became a revelation. Yeah. And the, the, the spirit of self-control came on us because it's something on the, already on the inside of us. And it can manifest but we just got to know that, you know what, let me tell you what a revelation is. I want you to get this. It's an act of revealing or communicating divine truths. So we always say a revelation is something the Holy Spirit brings alive to you. That's a better way to say it. He kind of just brings it, it becomes rhema. All of a sudden you read that in the scripture, okay, I have self-control, I walk in love, you know, I have joy. But it's like, where is it? But all of a sudden, you start meditating on that. You start declaring that over yourself. And before you know it, instead of it being logos, it's something that's written. It becomes rhema. It becomes revelation. It's alive to you. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you something today in the area of finances. But I'm going to tell you, you can use this in weight. You can use it in depression. You can use it in health. Because, you know, I had to speak to my body every day about this autoimmune thing. You know what? That my cells are perfect on inside of my body. They function normal. They're not attacking each other. That, you know what? Cells, you function normal because the Word of God says, by His stripes, we're already healed. Amen? But it's got to become rhema. It's got to become revelation. Now, I'm going to tell you something I've noticed about myself, and I'm sure you all have too, that... Thirteen years ago, when I had revelation on losing 60 pounds, it was rhema then. But a few years after, like a couple years ago, 
It's like I didn't keep myself meditating on that. And before I knew it, I started just consuming more food late night, eating whole bags of chips. You know what I'm saying? I love, I, love, I love salt. And so I'm sitting here consuming all this food. And all of a sudden, 40, 35, 40 pounds and jumped back on me. But I had revelation of it. But you know what? I didn't let myself continue in it. You hear what I'm saying? So we have to stay focused on the Word of God for it to stay real in our lives. Okay? I put down here something that we have to strive to walk in every day. So in order for us to change our lives in the area of finances, we must have a revelation of finances. Now, why does God want us to have a revelation in the area of finances or a miracle in the area of finances? And it's in 2 Corinthians 9.8. Now, I want you to see this. A lot of people will say, well, God wants me to have money so I can pay my bills. That's truth. But that's not the truth. God's got a way bigger picture than you making money just to pay your bills. He did not put us on this earth just to survive. Okay, there is purpose on every, in the inside of every one of us. Amen? We have purpose. So 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And the God, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always have an all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That's the revelation I want you to get on the inside of you right there. God has given you the grace, and he's given you the sufficiency to make money. He's given you the ability to either through working, through businesses, however you receive. If you want to fix income, you know what? God is still blessing you. But he is blessing us because he wants us to abound to every good work. And the only way that we can abound to every good work is if we have a revelation in finances. And one of the greatest revelations the Lord showed me is on the storehouse principle. Now, I heard y'all are teaching a finance class here. Is that, or, or, hey, praise the Lord. This was God. Give you a little kickstarter, right? This is the best book I've ever read. Now, there's another book in y'all's bookstore that my brother wrote called The Love of Money. I saw it out there today. He deals with stewardship. I'm going to touch on that in just a minute, too. But let me tell you something about storehouse. And I want to go over this real quickly because I don't want to overkeep you. In Deuteronomy 28 and 8, I want you to turn there. Now, a storehouse is a savings account, okay? It's not a checking account. It's a savings account. A storehouse is a savings account. It's where you store. You put up abundant things. A checking account or whatever, like your debit thing, is something you take out daily. But a storehouse is something that we build in the Old Testament, they would store to supply needs for years. Okay? So in Deuteronomy, I'm just going to read the last part of the scripture. It said, The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. It's, I'm sorry, it's 28 and 8. 28 and 8. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses. So you know what? There's three things I want you to think about in the area of finances. Okay? Now, you can apply these in any area. If your finances is great, I've got this down, then apply it to something else in your life. Maybe if you've got weight problems or you've got depression or sickness or, or got children problems, there's all kinds of things you can use this for. So in the area of finances, there's three things I want you to remember if you want to prosper and be successful in the area of finances. We've got to learn to be givers, Okay. As to the house of God and then other things the Lord speaks to you, like if it's with ambassadors or there's other ministries that come through here. So we want to learn to be givers. So I want to give my offerings and my tithes. Second thing is I want to pay my bills. The Bible says, oh, no, man, nothing but the love of God. So I don't want to not pay my bills. Now, listen, don't let this message condemn anybody. If you've not been faithful in your giving, this is a new year. You can start off fresh this year and say, God, I'm going to take what belongs to the Lord, and I'm going to give of what belongs to Him. Because you've given me life in my body, you've given me health, and I'm going to take the portion that belongs to you, Lord. And then the next part I'm going to do, I'm going to pay my bills. I'm going to be sure that, you know what, I don't want the bill collectors. If the bill collectors are after you, don't be condemned. Just fix it. You know what I tell people? My sister works for a chiropractor. And you know what? When you go to a chiropractor, they give you a little 
adjustment. I used to work there when I was young, when I was like 19 or 20 in college. And I used to say they'd crack you. And he would go, oh, don't say that. We don't crack. We adjust. I was like, okay, you know, I was young. I didn't use the right terminology. I, every time I heard it, it sounded like a crack. And I was like, okay, adjustment. But you know what? That's what the Word of God wants to give us a little, uh, a little adjustment or a little crack, okay? Since the chiropractor, ain't no chiropractors anywhere there. So you know what? We need some adjustment in our life. So I'm going to give my offerings. I'm going to pay my bills. And then listen, this is the third area that most people never do. They never pay themselves. And paying yourselves is a storehouse. It's a savings account, okay? So the only way that you're going to abound to every good work that we just read the scripture is if you have a savings account. Because listen to me, what if today the Lord said, man, give Maranatha Church an extra $1,000 and you don't have a savings account? It don't matter if God himself walked in this place, you couldn't do it. You know, you couldn't do it. So I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. Lord, what do you want me to give and do? What do you want me to do to bless this ministry? What do you want me to do to bless my home church? What do you want me to do when I help Andrew Womack Ministry? Different places. So because we have a savings account, we have multiple savings accounts. It says store houses. So we have more than one savings account. So we can abound to every good work. If the Lord speaks to us to give $1,000, you know what? We can do that. And let me tell you something. Now you're going to say, well, that's because you make a lot of money. That's not true. We've been working for our church for over 35 years, and I've been there almost 30 years. We made more money in the world back then than we do now. We only make a little over $500 a week. That's it. My brother, that's all our church can pay. And I'm going to tell you all something. God has done superly, abundantly above all we can ask or think. Because I'm telling you, it's not about what you make. Listen to me. It's about what you steward. And that's the word I want to leave with you today. I'm going to go over this a little bit. The word steward, I want you to listen to this now. Because people say, well, I don't have it. I only make $500 a week. I only make $1,000, whatever you make. And I know bills are high. Listen, I know. We have all that. We have grandbaby payments. We always say that. We're still paying, helping our daughter and our son-in-law with things that we do for our grandchildren. Can't pay them off. That's what Derry said. That's forever. But listen to me. We have to learn how to be a good steward. And the word steward means to manage. It means to be in control. It means to dominate, to influence, or to handle with control. Listen to me. I want to ask you today. Is your money controlling you or are you controlling your money? Are you dominating your finances or is your finances dominating you? Now, listen, don't get all nervous about talking about money because Jesus talked about money in the Bible more than anything he talked about. Look it up. It's true. I'm telling you the truth. I told our church the other day because they was looking at me like, oh. The Bible says if I become your enemy because I tell you the truth. I'm not teaching a condemnation message. I'm teaching you a message that will change your life. So listen, I had to look at myself in the area of weight. Because when I go on the mission field and it's hot out there and you're sweating, it is so hard when you got extra pounds. It is. And then if you got health issues on top of that, whoo, whole new ball game. So I had to say, Lord, am I controlling my body or is my body controlling me? Well, I'm going to tell you something. My body has been controlling me. You eat whole bags of chips, it's controlling you. So you know what? I had to say from now on, Karen, you control it. You have self-control. In the area of finances, me and Derry have been taught this our whole life. So we've been controlling our finances. Because you know what? No more than we made, we better be in control of it. Now listen, in Deuteronomy 28, 8, it says, He commands a blessing on your storehouses. I want to show you something. He commands a blessing. There's only another scripture he says, He commands a blessing on unity. So now he commands a blessing on our storehouses. That is a supernatural blessing. He declares over that. You have a savings? I'm going to supernaturally bless you. What happened to Derry and I? I don't know if I've ever shared this here. Maybe so. But about four years ago, we were believing God to pay off our home. That was our last debt. That's how we could live on such low money.
We have no car payments, nothing else. But we had a house that our dog lives in because <laughs> we're always gone. Has air conditioned, heat, everything. Lives good. Anyway, we've been paying extra payments as much as we could just scrape up to put towards it. So we figured up that year we was going to owe $14,000 by December. And so we had been saving money in our storehouse, even from our old jobs. We had worked extra jobs. And you know what? We said at the end of the year we're going to pay the 14000 off and we're going to be finished. No more debt. We did that. We didn't tell people. We just said we're going to pay our house off and some of our church people. We never told nobody about the money, nothing. So this couple calls us up and says, hey, we're going to take you out to eat. Now, I knew this couple had a lot of money because they'd given money to missions. And they said, we're going to take you to a restaurant. Don't bring nobody with you. And I'm like, ooh. So we get there, and I'm thinking in my brain, oh, man, they're going to give us a big old mission check. This is going to be awesome because we love our missions. If I'm telling you, I'd rather somebody give money to missions way before I'd want it for me and my husband. Because I love those children. I want them fed. I want them clothed. I want them here in the love of Jesus. My needs are already met. But this couple said, but God told us today, today's y'all's day. Now listen, during this time, we had been teaching for almost a year on the commanded blessings of the storehouse. That couple looks at Derry and I and said, here's a check for Derry for $11,000. Here's a check for you, Karen, for $11,000. We're like... He said, I did it that way so you don't have to pay taxes. Because, you know, he's got a lot of money. He knows about it. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, my Lord. I about fainted. <laughs> Me and Dara's like, do you know that Derry went the next day to our uh, bank about our house that we owed $22,000? Exactly. Now, you tell me there ain't a God in heaven. We took that money as soon as we got that money in the bank, and we wrote that check out, and we paid. Now, listen, I still gave our tithes and offerings off of it, too. I took that out of our other money. But we paid that home off. And you know what? I told the people in our classes, you have seen the commanded blessing on a storehouse. Then, all of a sudden, another man in our church came and gave a testimony that somebody blessed him with $10,000. He started a savings account. And we started speaking commanded blessings over these storehouses. We saw so many testimonies as being unreal. And I'm talking about out of a church that most of these people came off of drugs and alcohol. Pastor Allen, I'm going to tell you, we're on a very poor side of Charlotte where most of the prostitutes live. I mean, it's really rough. But these people have came out of a bad environment, and they have seen God's lives. I mean, God blessed their lives supernaturally. And you know what the Lord began to show us is out of this principle... That if we'll take control of our lives, that if we'll say, you know what, God, you have put this on the inside of us to be able to do it. We're not, it's not this self-control thing that you're hearing in the world. We're talking taking the word of God and changing our environment. Amen? So I'm going to change my way of thinking when it comes to finances. I'm going to be a giver. I'm going to pay my bills. I'm going to pay myself. Now, Derry, we have several savings where he puts money up. Saves it all over. He'll tell me, Karen, we got this much and this one, this one. And I'm just so happy. You know what? Then we can go sometimes and take a little vacation. If God puts on our heart to give an extra $1,000 or five, you know, whatever. God can lead you because you have a savings account. Wouldn't it be good to be victorious in your life of giving, in your life of finances? That not only can I bless the house of God, that I can also bless my children and my children's children. You know what? In the natural, Derry and I don't need our house because it's just me and him and this house and our dog. In the natural, if the house market has gone up really good in Charlotte. We could sell that house, and we could go live us in a little tiny home. I'd be happier in a tiny home. I like living small. But you know what? I want to leave that to my children and my children's children. I told my daughter, she's like, Mama, I said, no, no. When something happens to Dad and I, I want you to take this and sell it. And that way you can pay off your home. You can be debt-free, the blessings of God. This is going to be your inheritance. That's why we keep the home. Because that's what the Bible says. You can leave your children's children inheritance. That's why God wants us to have finances. That's why God wants us to be in control. And you know what? God wants me into control of my life, too, so I can live longer. Don't you all agree? 
Now, listen, don't walk out here saying, oh, man, you know, I'm overweight. Don't feel condemned. Listen, I'm overweight. We're, I'm still fighting this thing. But we're fighting the good fight of faith. Amen? And we're taking the word of God and we're changing our circumstances. And we can do it in finances. We can do it in mental depression. We can do it in our weight problems. We can do it with our children issues. Anything in life, we can take the word of God and declare that I'm going to walk in revelation and it's going to change my circumstance. Do y'all agree with that this morning? So you know what? I'm asking you to go home and make yourself. That's what I asked our church to do. This is going to help your church. Pastor, I believe with everything in me. You're going to see people be bigger givers, bigger savers. They're going to be able to say, that one child don't have the ability to go to youth camp. Let me bless you. Isn't that a great feeling? The ambassadors need to do them floors. Let me let me help you. This church needs to add another man. Y'all's bus. I'm gonna tell you, I was almost in. I came this close to sinning last night when I saw that thing. That is so nice. What a blessing. Well, you know what? Your church is blessed. And how much more can we do things for the kingdom? But people get all uptight and you start talking about money. Why? Every week we go to work and we want money. None of us would go in here and say, oh, boss, keep my paycheck this week. Uh Uh-uh. We're not that generous. You know what? Because we want to be able to make it so we can take care of our family. But you know what? I want it more than that. I want to be able to take care of the kingdom of God. I want to abound to every good work. So that's why I believe that God wants us to have a revelation in these things. And finances, everything I've mentioned. And I use the weight thing because, you know what, that's what we struggled in. And because of it, we've had health issues. I mean, that's why my husband right now has not been ministering. We don't talk about it a lot. But it's because of what the sugar has caused to go on inside of his body. But now he's getting way. He's like right about 90-something percent. Now, we know he's totally healed in Christ. But you know what? Now, because of this, I told him the other day, I said, you know what? You're going to be back perfectly well. You're going to be back up front ministering all the time again instead of me. You know what? Because that's where God has called him. But we did this to ourselves. Y'all hearing me? I don't feel condemned by that. Karen's to blame. So Karen takes responsibility. But God, I'm coming out of this thing. Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. The Holy One of Israel is on the inside of me, and I can overcome. I have self-control. Like, we went to a Chinese buffet last night. Now, you're talking about hard. But you know what? Filled that plate full of that good old broccoli. And loved every bite of it. It's amazing when you're hungry, everything tastes good. It does. I mean, stuff I had never even ate, been eating it. Because it's low in points and calories, and I can eat a lot of it. It's amazing how you change your mind once you set your mind to it. So go home today and make yourself a budget. Go home and write down what you waste money on. And all that waste, put it in a savings account. Quit wasting. My brother has a book out there that says, Quit Supersizing. When you can go to McDonald's and get you a small drink and drink all you want while you sit there. But yet we'll order a large and spend an extra dollar for what? Do you know if you put a dollar every week in your savings account, you'd have $52 and you wouldn't be broke no more? Think about that. It's that simple. People tell us all the time, you cannot take 33 cents and change a child's life. Well, don't tell us. Because you know what? We've done it now for almost 30 years. Because you know what? We're a good steward. We control it. We don't let it control us. So in Jesus' name, that's what I believe in God. In every aspect of our life. Father, I just pray right now for every person in this place. That whatever we're battling in, whether it's finances, weight, Father, depression, you know, our children being crazy. Father, whatever it is, healing. Father, whatever it is right now, the name of Jesus, right now, we say that We take our authority. We take the control by the word of God. And we speak a different life to this situation. That, Father, you are the blesser of our finances. You're the blesser of our bodies. You're the blesser of our minds. And, God, right now, we're going to walk in this new life you've given us. 
that we will not let it dominate us. We will dominate this life. We will take control of our finances and be a different person. That, God, when you speak to us, we can do great things for the kingdom. Father, I thank you for a church that's so loving and so giving. And, Father, I thank you. Take them to that greater next level. Pastor, I hear the Lord saying there's a great level he wants to take you to, that next level. That greater level that, man, there's going to be such, I mean, like just giving the van away, that would just be something small. That God's going to put so much stuff in y'all's hands that you'll be such a testimony to this city and state of what this church will do because of them taking the finances and blessing others. God, I thank you for that today. And God, it comes through people, people being obedient. And God, we just thank you for it today. Thank you for the revelation of it, the Father. Thank you that it comes alive. It's rhema. Today we speak rhema into our lives in the name of Jesus. And we give you all the glory. How many agrees with that today? Amen? Amen. Love you. Thank you. Oh, man, that's awesome. Hallelujah. Is Rick still? Rick here? How much was it, Rick? We gave this year. We gave to other, to other missions. 163000 And that came out of your pockets. Yeah, most of us don't even get that in those offerings. But now let me tell you something right now. Because of this word she just spoke and just delivered to us, if you've got a penny, we're going to receive an offering. But listen, the word says God gives seed to sowers. What is a sower? A person who gives is a sower. A farmer. If he just took his tractor down the field and never threw seed out, guess what? He ain't going to get no crop. So I'm just telling you today, for us to receive what she just taught us today, if, if, you, got, if you didn't come prepared to give anything, if you got a penny, or if you don't have any seed to give right now, if you don't have any, Somebody Ask somebody around you, have you got a penny for me or something that I can give? Because I want, I want every person in this room to sow something. Because I, I really believe God's doing something here, and we're starting that. I didn't ask you to preach that. I didn't know what you were going to preach. And, and you, you did. Paul knew. And you're going to start Sunday, next Sunday, that, that uh, Financial Peace University thing. Next so God's really talking to us about it. Yeah. Hey, listen, there's a couple. My daughter, our daughter Lisa and my son-in-law BJ pastor a church about 30 minutes from our church in North Carolina. They taught the Dave Ramsey. Who's teaching that? Paul. Listen, they taught the Dave Ramsey program, and there was a young couple in their churches. They're youth pastors. They're in their 20s. They just got married. They had $40,000 in debt. How about fainted? That young age, they paid it off in two years using that program. Now they're on the cover. That little young couple's on the cover of Dave Ramsey's. It's Will and um, Brittany. $40,000 in two years by listening to what God trained them through that program. Amen. Amen. I tell you, I really believe God's doing that. You know, 2020 this year is talking about vision and 2020 vision and everybody comes up with that but uh, but I really think it's 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 good for you to get a vision for your life and for your finances to be debt free all of us nobody wants to be in debt really nobody does I know it it's not it's pressure it's constant pressure and God wants to deliver you and set you free from from the burdens that this world has it, he's got Freedom for you. So, if you didn't come with anything, borrow something from somebody around here and put in. Now, I'm not saying you have to just put a penny. I'm just saying if, if that's all you got, put a penny in. Because I want you to put some seed in what we're going to receive. Man, would you come? If anybody needs an envelope, if you want us to keep a record of your penny, we will. <laughs> we will. We, we keep a record of your giving, and I don't ever look at it. Kim and I, we don't look at the giving. I just look at the totals. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Amen.
But we just want to bless. And we blessed, we blessed ministries big time this year. We did. Because we, God blessed us, we're going to send it out. And I know that's why He does it. That's why He keeps getting it. It comes out in here. Because it don't sit here. It goes through. It goes right through. Amen. Anybody else need an envelope? We got all everybody. So I want everybody to put something. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. You miss it. You're going to regret it. I'm telling you. Don't miss it. Don't miss it, please. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that every seed sown today will multiply greatly in everybody's life, Lord. You promise that in your word. You give seed to sowers. And today, I believe every person in this room is going to be a sower. And they will, they, they will never go dry. Seeds will always be given to sowers. In Jesus' name, amen. And this is going to 100% to that Acuna thing, too. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kim, put it in my pocket. So <laughs> I almost forgot. Oh, it's going to be the one without the seed. <laughs> Kim always tells me, she's, so she's not in here, and she usually does it, but she, she put, told me, put it in your pocket so you'll have it when it comes time. I said, okay. I did it. Amen. Thank you, uh, Karen. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was a great illustration because I know how. That works. And you can do this. You can do this. You need to say something, Pop? Can we show the video right quick? Oh, okay. Have y'all got it ready? Y'all got the video for Dave Ramsey right quick? Can you click it up here if anybody needs prayer for anything before we, uh, before y'all all get out of here? Uh, go by the tables out there and sponsor a child. Ten bucks a month. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Have a blessed week. If you're coming, don't forget tomorrow the service for Gregory will be here at 10 o'clock in the morning.